Yeah. All right. Here we go. Good morning and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified host, Steve Lucky Luciano. Listen, if you like the Hard Luck Show, hit the like button, then hit subscribe. You can always catch us on Mondays on all streaming platforms and YouTube. My partner, Chumahan. The American Indian, Southern Californian, elegant barbarian. You just straight up, huh? Straight. No baloney. Up. Oh, blue eyes. That's right. Sean Lewis, certified audio professional engineer. For the Hard Luck Show. Yeah! yeah. He compi- compounded it that time. Yeah. A little weight, and he dropped the whole thing on you. Yeah. We got Big Pick Mike handling all of our visuals. Okay, What's going on, y'all? What's happening? Yeah. DJ Ice Cream. Yeah, DJ Ice Cream in the house. In the his head. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special show for you today. We have a special guest. We have a guest coming in for the first time, and we also have a recurring um, Hard Luck family member who's been right. on a number of times. Yeah. Right? Great, great friend of ours as well. Um, I want to welcome Ubaldo to the show and Anthony, who came in and brought him in. Let's yeah, welcome Ubaldo. Ubaldo. It's a great name. Great name. Yeah, I, welcome. I learned to like that name in high school. Is that right? Yeah, because all my life I did not like it whatsoever. I would imagine <laughs> as a little kid, there was a lot of drama behind oh, that, huh? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so my dad's not. I'm the firstborn out of four. Uh huh. They didn't even call. I wasn't named after my dad, and I complained like throughout my childhood growing up. How come I couldn't get named? Everybody gets named after their dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was your dad's name? Leo. Leo. Oh, oh, it's a good name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a masculine right. name. You might have not even gotten in any trouble if your name would have been Leo. Right. Ubaldo. Well, I'm like, what the hell is that? Right. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> so I learned while I was in prison. Um, it's a Greek name. Out of all things, not even Spanish or Mexican. It's a Greek name out of everything. And what does it mean? mean? That definition, I don't know. Urbano. Urbano. My man's going to do a little research. He's an attorney. Let the show show bubble and then we'll see what comes up. So (laughs) for the first time, I'm in high school in one of the classes and a girl heard, you know, they're passing a roll call. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, Waldo. I'm like, you know, present right here. And that girl goes, what's your name? So in my head, I'm like... Oh, here we go again. You know, right, like, right. like that's weird or something, right? She goes, "Oh, I like it. You like it?" He goes, "Yeah, I like it too, man." Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she convinced you. Yeah, yeah. She convinced from you. that that's point on, I like my name. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. From that point on, I like As the, what's the what's the correct pronunciation? Uvaldo. 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 Because I might it's have said spelled, it wrong. Before. It's spelled how? It's U B A L D O. B or V? No, B. B. Yeah. So, uh, so a lot of people like to emphasize the U in it. Mm-hmm. That you so that uh, Ubaldo. That's like, what I said, Ubaldo. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty much you read it in Spanish saying Ubaldo. 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 I like that though. I like it. Mm-hmm. All right. And Anthony. 
What kind of name is that? What does that mean? Wins huh? <laughs> <laughs> Antonio. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> My dad's name was Anthony, too. So, yeah, man, good. We had Anthony on um, a few weeks back, and uh, he's, <sighs> we always have such a, a great show with him, and he's a very translucent. He shared a lot with us. He shared some <laughs> heavy stuff, man. He had us almost choked up on huh? tears almost but anyways um he spoke very highly of you man and he was like yeah you know no you know what him and going. i we became bros we met in like in 2012 2012, 2012. yeah because yeah, he called it he goes my brother yeah no 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 For yeah it's uh it's it's a bond that you know first we were like total strangers then we bonded met each other hanging around and that trust especially in prison right it's like who do you give that full trust to you know you mm. just not even, not even to your own family. You give your full trust to. Mm -hmm. And here, him and I, as at a certain point in time, we, the full trust was just there, and it's like it's not even a friendship no more. It's just family after that. Right. Yeah, right. So, was well, it a, a was good it man? A, yeah. Was it like an instant sort of awareness or knowledge that you guys were cut from the same cloth? Uh, you know what? I think what made us cool. We had a certain individual we didn't like. Oh, that uh, always, yeah, that always brings you together. Right, common enemy. Right. An asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An asshole always brings yeah, the cheeks together. Goes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so since that point now, okay, we're in the same page with that guy. All right, cool. Uh, <laughs> we're in the same boat together, bro. Yeah, we understand. <clears throat> Where are you from originally? Oh, what part of town? I'm from East LA, though. Born and raised. Right? Yeah, all my 21 years before I went to prison. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just born and raised in East LA. I was the firstborn from my mom's side, of, from the mom's side of the family. I was the firstborn on this side. I'm the secondborn from my dad's side. Mm -hmm. I think I was the only gang-related guy person in uh, from my dad's side. From my mom's side, yeah, it was a few, a few thugs around there. Okay. But they're all from the Bay Area, though. Oh, is that right? Yeah, they're yeah. from up north. Up yeah. north. Yes. Tell me a little bit about growing up, brothers, sisters. So I'm the I'm the oldest of four. Uh, I'm the oldest by. Six years, nine and ten years, uh, and we were born in order of boy, girl, boy, girl. Okay. You know what? Uh, growing up, it was awesome. I, my parents were there, taught me, especially between my, my both parents, um, respect, love, care, um, whatever I learned, whatever's passed on to me, pass it on to your siblings. Look out for them. You're the sure. oldest, and you feel that you grow up with that responsibility. Okay, you're the oldest after the first born. It's like. They tell you, okay, you're her guardian now. Also, right. did you want that responsibility at the I time? I loved it, man. You did. I okay. loved it without a doubt. Yeah, knowing that you know this baby girl, so it's like, so my dad's real old school. He's oh, this man. He's to that definition that you know you cannot teach an old dog new tricks. Mm -hmm. Like he will not learn what he learned throughout his childhood growing up in Mexico. He stuck with it. But the man he is, he passed on a lot of to respect others, treat others the way you want to be treated, mm -hmm. honor who you are, mm -hmm. and, you know, have integrity for yourself at all times. Be yourself at all times. He gave me, uh, later on, we'll get into it. He gave me a pretty good lesson that I didn't like at the time, but it worked for the rest of my life, too. What was his profession? Uh, he was construction worker mm -hmm. growing up. He worked in the fields at first. He worked in the fields. Then he picked up the construction work, but then he also get in, got into shenanigans himself. You know, let's go with that. Is that right? Yeah, shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I learned I learned that word in, in the county. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Somebody right. said. I think one of the officers said, "Yeah, stop all your shenanigans." And yeah. you know, at the time, I'm like, "Irish. The, That's an Irish." Okay, I went straight to the dictionary. What the fuck is that? 
Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, okay. related to yep. malarkey. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. What'd you find out about his name? This is interesting. Okay. According to uh, my sources here, okay, on Wikipedia, mm-hmm. Uvaldo is a masculine Italian and Spanish given name from Germanic, it says here, the word ug meaning mind and bold. Wow. Bold mind. Wow. wow that's, that's pretty strong. That's yeah. dope, bro. Yeah, yeah, bold mind. You didn't know you were going to well, come here and find well, out. Well, yeah, yeah. So. I never even bought, you know, I had phones, I had access to, you know, I never bothered to look it up. Well, said, you yeah. didn't have to. Right. Because right. here we are. Here we are. Yeah. So a man I, I, the, I even feel my chest go up right now. Yeah. yeah I saw it go up. <laughs> it almost knocked your own hat off. I saw it. Your hat went up. Oh, bold funny. mind. A bold mind. Does that fit for you? I don't like, yes, I'm going to say yes. yes. Great. I don't, I, don't, I don't like being like, oh, yeah, that's me or so forth. But you know what? Yes, this, it really does. And not because of myself, but because I was the lessons I was taught in life. Right. Yeah. Right. Sounds like dad was instilling some amount of um, some um, morals and ethical stuff. He was trying oh, to with share that, with you, that, right? Yeah. And, and mom was there, too. Like, even things that she would tell me on the side, like, hey. Even things that she didn't like from pops, uh-huh. she's like, "Hey, make sure you don't do this to your girl or so right. forth, you know, right, 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 or right, be right. like this with a woman and so forth." All right, all right, cool. But so, mm-hmm. what part of Mexico was your father from? They're both from Michoacan. Okay. And what does that mean for people who don't know really in terms of culture or, or uh, background? What does so, that mean? So, so so my dad was real. Um, he used to love sticking up to this very moment. He loves sticking to his native roots too. So the like family, Indian, like yeah, native, and uh, so they come from a tribe called Tarascos, which was the second biggest empire next to the Aztecs. Tarascos, yeah, oh, and man, uh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, they they were the second. They went to war, and his as it's written that they went to war with the Aztec twice, and they couldn't conquer each other. So they're pretty much okay. From there, we can't kick each other's ass, so we're gonna make a line, and you guys stay on that on that side. We'll stay on this side. Right. Yeah. So. Growing up, he taught me like, like, hey, we're we're natives, we're Indians, and so forth. He really instructed, hey, you know, we're also warriors, you know, we're at peace, and and I grew up with that state of mind, you know, whatever you teach a kid, you know, he's especially coming from somebody that trust that you trust, you're gonna. The kid's going to believe that, you know? Of course. So did you feel growing up then a lot of pride in your native heritage? Oh, without a doubt. I always grew up believing that I'm, that, and knowing that I'm native to this land, to this continent. Let's go with that. Yeah, and let's say, so because there's a lot of folks from other countries too, right? From um, Central and South America, yes. whatever. And some of them haven't. Somehow they're on some other city part or there's something else and they don't have as deep a connection to the Indio part of that that country. And so do you, did you were you ever able, like, is there anything that you recall as like a, a saying or something that was passed on to you that you were like, you know what, that's from the native roots that I have? You know what, not necessarily to say that, but uh, we grew up, so there's language like, like for example, uh, uh, chante or metiche, right? Mm -hmm. But over here, it's also used in Spanish, you know, chante to say house, which Mm -hmm. all my life I thought it was a slang word just for a house, because my dad used it in his friends. Right, that's what I thought chante was. Yeah, right. So also uh, mitote, mitotero, which mean, means a, a gossiper, you know, don't be a gossiper. Mitote. So, so mitote. it comes down while I'm in prison, you know, picking up books and so forth. Come sure. to find out 
they're not slang words. They're actually native words. That's awesome. Right, that's and I was like, dope. oh, shoot. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. That's real cool. Uh, it's not like I've been just slang. It's like I've actually been saying na- a native word. Right. Yeah. And it's, right. Yeah. So. Go back to the chante. Chante. Yeah, I haven't even <laughs> used that word. And I always thought that was just the, like uh, a slang word for casa. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? exactly. It's yeah. strange. It's English in the neighborhood. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, right, but it's interesting, though, because it's, it, without having people come forward to be able to say, like, no, that word actually isn't. All of that, that's part of what makes natives invisible to a lot of other people because they don't know, right? And it's not heard. You don't see the influence of the native influence coming from up south all the way to here to this podcast with this gentleman here sharing and relating that my father, right, had a strong identification. These are words that I soon learned were native words on this continent, right? Like you said, for a guy like me, that's very... I want to say like exciting or like very communal or very like very powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the funniest ones that I learned, which I don't know, everybody eats avocado here by any chance? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the original name, tree. so the original name to avocado is aguacate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Aguacate. Which is also a native word to this continent. Mm. Yes. And the thing is that I learned not too long ago. The word aguacate to the native means actually means testicles. Yeah, because it looks like balls. Yeah, yeah. Wow. it looks like big black balls. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So it's like you lick aguacate. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> it always comes back to that. It yeah. does always come back. It to comes that, back right? to balls. So chicha, so chicha, right? <laughs> exactly. That's, That's awesome. Crazy. What uh, uh, was mom around, or was mom like stay home mom, or was she? Yeah, working? no, no, she was a stay home mom. Yeah, she's raising us up, taking us to school. On to class. You know what? I had it pretty good growing up. Uh, so I used to facilitate in, in prison stuff programs. And I'll tell them because I'll hear all these other people talking about their lives. And I'm like, fuck, man. I didn't have a bad life whatsoever. Well, you Sid, know? let me ask you something. That's though. interesting. That is interesting. But let me ask you something, Uvalo. And that's because the norm is usually what you're hearing. There was a lack of one parent. Parents were either in drugs. Maybe the the parent was in a gang, right? You, right. You hear a lot of this, and what you don't hear a lot of once in a while, you hear, "Hey, I had a good upbringing. Yeah. I, 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 I might not have had everything, but I had everything I needed. My both my parents were present. They weren't into gangs and drugs, and and you hear that. For you, when you walked in there and you're hearing all that, did you I right away did you identify and was like that wasn't my experience, or did or did you have to come to that? You get what I'm saying? Um, so it came down to the first time of uh, that I ever walked a step into a self-help group. I didn't want to go. One of the fellas, long story short on that one, he was pretty much making fun of me. Like, what else you got to do? Come on. It's, I'm going to be by myself in that group. I go, oh, okay, I'll go sit down, but I ain't going to say shit. Mm-hmm. So it's my first time being in a self-help group, and I'm hearing people, you know, like, talking their personal, their inside stories. And in my head, because I'm not there yet, right? It's my first time sitting down in a group. And I'm hearing people talking, and they're like, they're personal stuff. And in my head, I'm like, why are you sharing such personal things, right? Right. So here comes the next guy sharing his story, and I'm like, no, you're not. No, you're not, right? In my head, I'm not saying that. Dude starts crying. Cause, but yeah, it's sensitive what he's going, what he's sharing. Mm-hmm. But in my head, I'm like, what the if? Like, why are you guys sharing this insight, right? Mm-hmm. So the third guy, and I always use him because he was the kicker for me. Uh, he was Filipino. He was from the Philippines. Uh, older dude. Uh, so he was there with the wars. And he, when he started sharing of like one of his traumas that he still goes through. That, so he was in his village. 
And um, he said the military came to his village and just started fuck ripping with guns and everything, killing all the adults there. Man. Just ripping them apart, killing them all. That was your mission, just to kill all the adults. So as he's seeing the story, I'm thinking, damn, they, this dude got picked up and got forced into the military or something like that, right? Mm. As you see in movies or hear other stories like that. And no, that wasn't the thing. Uh, they, as soon as they were done with the adults, killing them all, they took off. They let the kids there. And so I'm thinking, I'm kind of baffled here because I'm like, what the fuck? This dude, he's saying he's like six, seven, eight years old. And there's all kinds of kids around like that. All their parents are dead. All the adults are dead. And they said when it was time for them to get hungry, you know, whatever they found to eat, they'll go eat and they'll squat next to their dead parent to eat. And I'm, I'm being baffled. Like, what Damn. the fuck? Like, here's a person, uh, things that you might see like in a PBS, in the news. But I got to have a, a real person in front of me that he went through this. And I'm like, yeah, that will fuck anybody up in the head. Right, sure. right, right. I'm like, wow. So that point on, I started like, Okay, so there's more to it, even not to everybody, but also to myself here. Right. So it's like, okay, right. okay, this is interesting now. Learning about others, but okay, I got to open. I'm thinking I'm learning about myself throughout that time, reading books, ed educating myself, okay, I'm becoming a better person, whatever I've gone through, you know, get accepted and go forth. But no, there's a lot more insight to all of us, to right. all of us, you know, as we, as we are hearing from people. As you asked me for my parents. Right. And there was a lot of, so not back to my parents. And it, was a, it wasn't all gold and dandy, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, my dad got into a shenanigans. So I started seeing this trace of drug dealing going down. My mom's side of the family, I started also seeing some of that. As a little kid, but it was a norm. Sure. It's a norm, you know. And when, so now since a kid, I'm getting taught the code of, the code of silence. Right. The code of silence, like, hey, if you're being let known here and you're seeing this, it's because we're, we're trusting you that you see this, but you're not seeing nothing. That means you don't got nothing to say. So it's like, okay, cool. Right. So now this is grown, brewing in me as a little kid. Secrets, hiding. Yeah. Like, yeah. But also but an admission into a different world. There's yes. a kind of a status with it. Like they trust you and now yeah. this is part of what the adult world is really about. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you feel as a kid, like, oh, you're being accepted with by adults. Right. Some of my friends were my dad's friends. So, you know, they were cool people and they show respect. I remember uh, I was probably like eight, nine years old, probably somewhere around there. And I'm in one of my dad's friends' house. And, you know, everybody, hey, they're like, well, what's going on with you? You know, they're saying what's up to me. And, you know, you're a little kid. You don't know how to shake properly. You, you right. think you're just like, hey, what's up or something like that, right? right? So I do that to one of them. He goes, no, 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 no. He goes, no, you shake with, shake. whenever you meet somebody, you shake with respect. You know, you grab on it, bam. Give him a firm look. Give him a firm. Eye, and look yeah. So I'm getting, as, eight, as a little kid, uh, eight, nine-year-old kid, I'm getting taught these lessons of sure. how, to be, how to present yourself with a thought with another man. Right. Yeah, right. so, yeah. So take us from about, like, take us from about eight. What what starts going on and, and, and kind of lay out to us. Where do things really start? Where do you start really moving down your own lane or, or how does so, this, you know? So as I was sharing about my dad's life that he chose at such a moment, he gets arrested around, I'm around, I had just started junior high, seventh grade. I was like 12 years old. Probably. So seven, eight, you're already starting to pick up and see things. Yes, yes. And at 12, after you've been experienced and seen all this, at about 12, your dad gets busted. Yeah, he gets busted. Uh, Did you see him get arrested? Oh, no. 
uh, I was the only one who didn't see it. So I this I went to school that morning. When after I left to school, the house got raided. You know, I still had my three siblings in there, uh, my mom. So I have no knowledge that this went on until right. I come back from school. I come back from school and you know I lock it. I knock in the front door. And nobody's answering. I go to the side door. Nobody's answering. I have my grandma. My grandma lives in the back in the back house. And she calls me. The pattern, the pattern is that when they're not home, grandma has the keys for the house. So gotcha. she calls me. Hey, so she, hey, come here. Uh, oh, you got the keys? They were like, yeah, yeah, but come here. I'm like, all right. I just want to get the keys because you know, as a kid, you don't mind having the house to yourself. So I want to get right. in there, do whatever I want to do by myself before mm-hmm. parents get home. And I sit down. I'm like, no, I just want the keys. They're like, sit down. I'm like, fuck, okay, right. What's going on? So they give, they give me the story about you know, hey, the the cops came and took your parents. I'm like. <laughs> what do you mean they took my wow. parents they took both of my parents wow yeah so I'm like yeah and they're like what do you mean they took my parents no they're like uh, yeah they're like we're sorry you know yeah, we're, we're trying to find out what's going on so I'm a little stuck I remember being stuck in the, in the I'm sitting down in a, one of my grandma's bed and, I'm, and it's like I'm I'm baffled like the fuck like what do you mean they took my parents mm-hmm. like it was just hard for you to even process yeah this. exactly so I like they had to convince me that that really happened, right? So I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, "Oh shit!" You guys, like, this is real, you know? My parents are gone. Shit, what the fuck? Right. And like a minute later, it clicks in. Oh shit! Where's my brother and sisters at? You know? Right. Where were they at? And they're like, they were the next door with my with my uncle. They're like, "Oh shit!" I took off. I gotta go find them because, right. mind you, so now the, the the guardianship kicks in. Right. I'm right. responsible. Yeah. You're yeah. in charge. Yeah. yeah. So the guardianship kicks in. So I go after them and I find them. And I remember I was seeing all all three of them. Like as soon as they see me, they rush me because they were there. So they right. got to see parents. Uh, my parents get taken away. So they want to run to you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I like, oh man. So yeah, it's weird. Um, my mom gets bailed out that night. Uh, my dad probably gets bailed out like uh probably like two weeks later or something like that. I can't. I'm not so clear on that one. He fights his case while he's released. Uh, he he has to go back in. Um, the deal, the final deal is that he has to go back in like for a year and a half, something like that. Mm-hmm. And that happened. So and mom didn't have to go back in. No, mom, my mom was okay. clear. Oh, so this she is wasn't like, really involved. No, so. The law back then, you know, as long as one raises their hand, like, hey, I'm fully responsible for all this shit yeah, that yeah, gets found yeah. here. It's like, okay, here you go, you know? Right. And um, so that happened. So, mind you, growing up, going taking a little bit back, my dad was the one always keeping keeping my hand out of the cookie jar, you know, checking my ass for anything that I was going off the lane or whatever. Yeah. I was actually doing pretty well. Uh, like I said, uh. Uh, he taught me his sport, which it was handball, which we also had a passion with right here between mm-hmm. him and I. Uh, they had me going to music school, art school, pretty much anything I wanted. I had yeah. coming, and he, as long as I wasn't a straight narrow, he kept he, he was the one always like, "Hey, stop doing that, still do this, do that." He had respect for the next person or mm-hmm. so forth. So now he's gone for a year and a half. I don't have that check. Nobody checking me. I don't feel that leash no more. So I'm older now. You're also kind of like the man of the house at this point in time. To right? say, to say, yeah. you know, and you feel that. You right. feel that. You right, re- right. You but really... in, a, in, a, in a young kid's way, right. you don't know yes. all the real yeah, things. Obviously, right. yeah, yeah, right. yeah. But I also have, now I'm getting to know people. They, they go out to parties. And I've been knowing them, but I'm not hanging around with them because I, I wasn't able to go. Right? Yeah. You're still too young. Yeah. But here, my dad's not around. So it's like, 
hey, you want to go here? So, you know, mom, she's trying to be cool with everybody, with everything that's going on. So, you know, as long as I throw those puppy eyes at her, you know, pops is gone. Can I go? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, she's yeah. trying to keep everybody like settled down and like, yeah. okay, uh, but make sure you come back. I said, yeah, yeah, don't trip. So, yeah, so I started going now. started getting to know about hanging around in parties, girls. Yeah. And, and so a year and a half goes on of that. My dad gets out. I'm already like 13, 13 and a half, going on 14, something like that. Yeah. And, you know, it was cool. Great having him back, obviously. Sure. But when he tried to do that, okay, you can't do this. He tried to check you again? Yeah, it's like, yeah, bro, that's not happening. That's not going to happen That's not happening. (laughs) That was back then. This is (laughs) now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not happening. Like, I like this that I just discovered. This is awesome. You know, being in the street. Did you guys butt heads over that? Oh, dude. So, we were butting heads. They were kept on trying to keep me on check. So, now... Here are some of the fellas that... So, it's a four-block radius uh, of fellas that we grew up together. I mean, we grew up where we were playing football against each other. Football season came around. It's like four or five blocks. And we we make a season out of it. Sure. We knew each other. We fought each other growing up. You know, kid fighting and so forth. Then just a week later, we're cool or whatever. Yeah. But we all knew each other. Yeah. Yeah, So, here are the fellas coming around. They have other friends that have lowriders. They have cars coming around. Uh, where exactly where I lived, that there was a a big parking lot, uh, a taqueria parking lot. So one of those days, they drove up there to hang around. And me and the fellows, they live on those block. They lived in that block. We drive up, like, yeah, hey, what are you guys doing in our neighborhood? Messing around because we know them, right? Yeah. And they were like, oh, what's up? It was just very few of them, and they had probably had like four or five cars, but it was probably like a person for each car. And they were like, hey, you guys want to go to Hollywood? Hollywood. Yeah, we'll go to Hollywood. This is my first time experiencing going to Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, and in Lowriders. So, yeah, fuck it, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like a good plan. Yeah. <laughs> so, mind you, like I just finished saying, we all grew up fighting, like not caring. And the we seen gangs all around us and so forth. And here we are. We're cruising. We're having fun. And next thing you know, we're little ass kids starting up fighting in, in, right in the boulevard. But we like this stuff. We we like the excitement, the the, the adrenaline of fighting, getting down yeah, and fighting yeah, and so forth. Yeah. Whether we win or we get our asses kicked. Fuck yeah, it's it. exciting just being out there. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So next thing you know, a few of us get together and we start up our own gang. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. We yeah, we started up our own neighborhood, our own gang. We took the title of the car club that they were they were trying to start up and we just made it into our gang instead of a Is car club. Is that right? Yeah. So and from that point on it, it kept on going and did it grow? Uh, it grew. It grew in the nineties. In the nineties, it was it was it was pretty well known because it was like probably like one of the newest gang because there was in East LA there wasn't that many new gangs around. Mm-hmm. And um, so that happens. Other neighborhoods are hanging around, being cool with us, but we're not stupid. We all grew up with the influence of gangs all around us, and we even got together and say, "Hey, these guys at some point they're gonna want want to force us into their neighborhood because you know they're an older gang." Right? Yeah. Right. What are we gonna do? Are we going to become them or are we going to hang our, our on our own? And everybody, you know, like I said, we were all raised hanging on our own. So we're like, nah, fuck that. We're going to gonna hang our own. We're not going to become a clique of this yeah, other neighborhood. Yeah, nah, right? fuck that. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, they got us that first time around when they finally said, you know, okay, you guys are becoming, you guys going to be part of us or be us. Right. And we're like, no, no, mind you, this is a group of kids. Uh, we're like 14 through 18. But they're a group of dudes that are like same age all the way to 35. How does right. that, how does a meeting like that happen? 
And what we've you, been hanging around. We've been hanging around. Right, but at what point do, does the does the uh, command to co-opt your group? Uh, does a does a guy say, "Hey, we have to have a talk"? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So pretty much, on their behalf is like, "Oh, we're just hanging around." It's it's their plan, obviously. Yeah, it's their plan. It's not we're not involved in their plan. Right. So I guess that night they said, "Okay, this night we're gonna force them to become us, or we're gonna erase them." Right. That in their head. And that's what happened. So here, uh, they, I was two blocks away when it finally happened. I heard two, sh- uh, a couple of gunshots, and I was like, "Oh shoot!" As a matter of fact, it was Valentine's Day. I remember that. So a couple of gunshots, and I go, "All right, I'll, I'll keep calm." It's like the first time we're hearing gunshots around here, right? Because we weren't we weren't in that level yet. Right, you weren't gangbanging. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. We weren't gangbanging. We were fighting around or something, tagging around or something, but we weren't into the gun gunplay yet. Right. So we're like, all right, cool, 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 cool. And um, so I waited for some time, and I walked over. I walked over to the block, what we used to call our main block, our kickback. I'm walking down, and I see a bunch of dudes right there in the middle of the block. All right, cool, we're deep. We were partying for whatever happened, right? Little did I know it was the other gang, all them dudes right there. And my neighborhood, the guys that they were trying to force in, they were kind of ran into, they kind of ran into a house because of what had just happened. And they were kind of like goading them, like waiting for them to come out and so forth. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking, I'm here right walking into out. it. Yeah, I'm walking right into it. So they come up to, because they see me walking down the street and they, they come up to me in the car. Luckily, it was somebody that I, that I knew. We weren't best friends, but we were like, that fool, he kind of like felt sorry for me. Like, hey, dude, get the fuck out of here. They're going to fuck you up right now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I heard the rest of the crowd like, oh, fuck. Like rushing me. I'm like, oh, shoot. So I took off. Mm-hmm. I took off running. And I had my, I actually had uh, one of my best friend's little brother with me. Mm-hmm. I I had him, I threw him, I, I told him, run that way. Like pretty much like go go get safe in one of the houses and I'll run this way so they could go after me. Because mm-hmm. he was a little kid, so I didn't want him getting hurt. Mm-hmm. So here I am thinking I'm making it, getting around the block. I'm young, I could run. I just, the next block, okay, I see it. I was pretty good at jumping fences, going through properties, but I just needed to get into that street. But here they come. They came out with a car, and they cut me off. Next thing you know, seven, eight dudes, they just uh, started going downtown on my ass, man. Mm-hmm. They started, you know, I was trying to hang, but, you know. Yeah. I, I ain't so outnumbered, yeah. outnumbered. Yeah, yeah. So I got beat down pretty well. I, I think I was taking down the beat down. I had got jumped a few times before that. But no, they said they introduced a tire iron and a shotgun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I started getting beat up real bad. Like, like, uh, so they kind of go to me. I'm trying to move, hit their legs, trying to move around. And I guess they pretty much planned it. Like one of them, like, okay, let like give them space. Cause they're seeing that I'm all get, get done. Regardless, I'm getting beat up. I'm still trying to get away. Yeah. And, uh, so I'm, I'm on the floor getting beat up, getting jumped. And they opened up a little path for me. So I go, cool. I fell for it. I jumped up, get out, and the, the dude was just waiting for me, just to give me a hard, nice kick in the face. Ah. Solid. So the first thing that happened right as soon as I got kicked in the face, the first thing that came to mind, I was like, wow, the thing that it really happens to Wiley Coyote is true. You see stars. <laughs> you really see stars, bro. Yeah, dude. I was like, it stunned me, like, stunned me, and, and Gang of Sparks just came out, like, you really do see stars, bro, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, I got flipped around. That one did it. Uh, I couldn't hear. I went deaf. I was seeing that dude with the turn going downtown at me. The dudes were kicking me. I, I was just numb, just seeing my body going and going. And they were poking me with a shotgun. That's crazy. And uh, 
So in the end, they left me there, and he put the shotgun right in my face, like probably an inch away from my face. I could see him in the end of the barrel, and he's saying something. I, I don't know what. Pretty much, I'm deaf. You know, I can't. I couldn't hear no more. Yeah. But in my mind, while I'm there, I, I'm I'm like, wow. I only I only live to be 14 years old. You thought that? Yeah. Like like I mean, the shotgun's right here, and what's going yeah. on? And, yeah. You know, I know the gang violence of any style since yeah. I was a kid. You know, people get killed. So I'm thinking that's about to happen right there. And I wasn't even scared because I was just so numbed out that I was like, wow. I was Like just, in shock. I was in shock and tripping out that I only lived to be 14 years old. And, hey, I was blessed by a reason or another. They left me there. Right. They just left me there. They took off. Uh, so the area where they left me at, I knew if I don't get up, nobody's going to find me there. It's dark. It was late night when that happened. And um, I lived around the corner from the following block. But I could not get up, bro. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but to this moment, I will never guess. I won't even try to how long I was in that floor, on the ground. I got up and went. I dropped three different times. And I finally made it to the, the last time I made it to the corner where I was able to see my house. And I go, all right, just gather so much. Because I kept on wondering. Every time I dropped, I just wanted to knock out, like, just go to sleep. Just like, damn. But I knew that if I did, nobody was going to find me. Like, probably hours and who knows if i was gonna be able to wake up at right that. and um so on the last drop i see my house in the corner and i'm like fuck come on dude come on so i made it somehow i made it to the side door i kept on banging it banging it banging it and my dad my screen like hey what the fuck is that up there right yeah i kept on banging i didn't even stop and he opened up the door and as soon as i seen him i was like oh cool blink out wow out so next thing you know uh yeah, I had a, like a little hit like in the in my forehead. I'm like, what the fuck? Like internally? Yeah. And so it was it was a paramedic sitting me with the ammonia stick. Mm. With the ammonia stick. Yeah. Yeah, to wake my ass up. Did like, that shit work? Yeah. Fucking oh woke God. my ass up and shit. God damn. So I don't know how <laughs> what's the actual reaction to it if you actually sniffed it. Well you that. were like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, it took me out of my out. You know, I was out. Smelling salts. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, so I'm like, what the fuck? And I see all the commotion around me, like, what the fuck's going on here? I look down, I see all kinds of blood, my shirt ripped up, I'm like, what the fuck? And it starts coming back, oh yeah, I just got my ass beat the fuck down. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> so they were like, hey, you know where you're at? And oh, I started looking around. I started seeing the pictures on the wall. Like, yeah, my pet. <laughs> I'm like, all right. They were like, okay, you got a few concussions, dude. You want to take you to the hospital? They tell my mom. I'm like, nah, fuck this shit. I ain't going nowhere, you know? <laughs> and uh, so they left my ass right there. So I wash up, whatever, whatever happened that night. So the next day I wake up. I am waking up with what had happened the night before. And I'm like, I'm pretty fucked up in the head, dude. I'm like, I'm 14 years old. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, they pretty much left my ass for dead. You know, they tried to kill me. Almost. Yeah, they tried to kill me. So in my head, I'm like, fuck, this is just fucking try. They tried to kill me last night. Mm -hmm. Like, I felt that. All right. And from that moment on, I, I vouch, I vouch. You know what? Fuck everybody. <laughs> like, everybody that I feel is an enemy, uh, disrespects me or something. Yeah. I'm going to try to do what they just did to me. Right. Because if I don't, it's yeah. gonna happen again. Yeah, so and I gotta fucking. So from that point on, we come back to what you had asked me earlier of uh, my relationship with my dad. Yeah, I I got I got so bad where I disregarded disregarded my parents so bad, dude. Like I disrespected them like they were strangers. 
Like any time they try to tell me something, like, hey, leave me the fuck alone. We speak Spanish, so the words in Spanish are a little bit more vulgar, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm talking to them, and they're like, why are you talking to us like that and so forth? But it's not that I was starting. Uh, I learned this uh, as as I learned about myself in there. Mm-hmm. When we had the turning point in there, you started learning through the, the groups. Yeah. That the reason why I was doing that, I, they had no one good or bad reason to do that for. Them. The only reason I kept on to say fucking them off away from me is so I could I don't have that love that they always give me for what I gotta do. Cause if they give me that love, that care, how am I gonna go do all this bad stuff? It might weaken you. Yeah. You need to have a hardness. You have yeah. to have trife there. Yeah. In order to be able to do what yeah, you're doing, so right? That went on for four years straight. That and that shows the love of my parents. They of course, I fucked bro. them off, like still way. I moved. I didn't move out of the house. I moved. Out. I had a little shack in, uh, on the side of the house that I, I made in my room. Mm-hmm. I had to be forced to be, be made in because I didn't want to be even with the family inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's why I did that. I had to keep them away so I could concentrate on doing all this bad shit that I got to do. Right, right. Did your dad try to understand what you were going through? As a man and understanding that there is violence in the world and the world is a dangerous, dark place. Yeah, I mean, he, we we're all fully aware. He knows about the gangs around there. I mean, you know, ever since his book, I mean, East LA was, East LA pretty much has a, a long history of gangs. So right. anybody living there since the 70s, 80s, even before that, 50s, 60s, if you read on about it, it's well known for the, um, for the root of gangs. Right, gang activity. Gang activities. As time went on, you hear about, you know, back then you hear the stories of how they used to get so many rumbles, fights, bats, chains, knuckles. Uh, then the knives came in and so forth. Then the, in the late 80s, that group of, of gang members pretty much, they're the ones that introduced the, the gunplay. Mm-hmm. The late 80s ones and the 90s, we just took it and went crazy with it. <laughs> Do you think that you also had maybe like um, a little bit of what maybe a soldier goes through when they go through violence? Do you think you had like maybe either some kind of like trauma or some sort of sense of like because what you're describing too is you're cutting off a lot of humanity because you got to do what you got to do so i okay so to the rule that i explained earlier how my dad taught me how to be a native and so forth the warrior sense so i took that warrior sense that you know what i'll be a warrior i'm gonna be a destroyer though i took i took i took it to that sense so by the time i was actually 17 i literally i said you know I didn't even consider myself a gang member or a, or a gangbanger by 17. I used to tell people, fuck that. I'm a fucking terrorist. Mm. I terrorize these motherfuckers. Everybody, you know? And sure enough, my mom will get calls from people that grew up. When I was somewhere else, I'll get home. I'll get slapped in the back of my, like, heart or something. Like, what the fuck? Why, you think like, it's not embarrassing for me? People calling you that you've seen shooting and doing things over there? I'm like, I'm go fuck everybody. Your friends, too. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I was bad. I was, I was horrible, dude. It's like, it's, yeah, I was. So at that point in time, I would imagine you and your crew start deciding you're going to be a gang. And you're gonna start. Oh no, we went hardcore, dude. Level. We went hardcore. We were pretty much at, from that point on. When all that jump, when I got jumped, and, and the things that happened to them also that day, we pretty much said fuck everybody. We all agree that you know what? Fuck right. everybody. That's the last time they're gonna get the drop on you guys. Yeah. Right. Yeah, pretty much. And we went hardcore. We were, yeah, it was. It was not a. 
it was very, very violent around there for a long time. And so at some point, right, you get put into, they send you away to college or whatever, right? <laughs> and at some point, right, you get there, you know, how long were you supposed to go? And like, at what point do you start actually taking stock and thinking like, maybe I don't need to so, do So all that time before I even went to prison, I went to prison and I got arrested at 21 years old. Okay. But before that, like all the time that I, I got away with everything, so I thought I was that fucking good. Right. I you know. You're getting away with it. Yeah. And each time you get away with it, your confidence builds yeah, more. Builds I'm the smartest motherfucker in right. the world. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. I couldn't get busted for this shit, you know, for whatever. Yeah. So here it comes. Uh, in 1999, I get the first week after after um, New Year's, I get arrested for uh, murder and attempted murder. Could take us? Can you take us through that day? Uh, kind but, of what happened you know what um yeah it, it was messed up i i was that kind of so i'm with my one of my best friends and everything um homeboy's still in prison he's still in prison but you know what he changed his life all around too you know he had his turning point he's doing real well he's as a matter of fact he's going to board in the end of this year hopefully it goes well for him mm. uh but so him and i it was pretty much a, a thing it was actually between three of us we grew up in the same block. Remember that one block I was explaining? We went up to the guys. What are you guys doing in our neighborhood? We grew up together since then. And so we're, we're gangbanging and all that. It was, there was no hesitation to, hey, let's go here. You want to go here? I want to do this. Whether it was bad or good, no questions asked. Let's go. Let's go. I got you. I got you. Even if I don't want to go, because you're asking me, because you're asking, you want to do this? Okay, let's go. Right. And it's vice versa. It was vice versa. Like, hey, I want to go. Fuck it. Let's go. Yeah, fuck it. Let's go. Let's go. And um, so that happened. So that happened. Like, hey, we're gonna go over here, and it's like serious. Like sometimes it, we're, I was already twenty. We're already a little bit older, so it's like you really. It was more of that conversation. You really want to go do that right now? Like, nah. In the end, yeah, let's go. Uh, so at the time, I will take it a little bit back. At the time when I made that vouch that uh, that you know when I said after they beat my ass down, I that I said fuck everybody's whore, but yeah. I did vouch. You know what? I'm not gonna hurt innocent people. I gotta watch out. Just, just my whatever I consider to be a target for me. Those right. are the people. Those are the people I want to hurt. But if they're not doing nothing to me. They're not gang related. You know, they're off limits. You know, right? So Civilians. Can, yeah, can't be doing that. And the the irony of this is that I get arrested for that. That's what I got arrested for. Mm. For innocent people, and it's like, man, this is fucked up. Yeah. Uh, we ended up taking on other individuals that never been around with us for those type of things, and here. Uh, long story on that. Uh, here's a person that gets killed, and another person gets injured real bad. We get arrested yeah. for that, and I and I'm baffled, mind you, for seven years straight. I got away with everything, thinking I was cool, thinking I was bad, and so forth. And and the the phrase of your life changes in an instant, blink of an yeah. eye. So you know, you always hear it, but fuck, you only hear it in movies or people right. saying nah, or so forth. How, 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 uh, how does your life change in a blink of an eye, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it did. I got to learn that in a very, very hard Fuck, way. Fuck, at 21? And so, and I had it pretty good at the time. Uh, at the time, I was, I had a, I was, uh, I had a good job. I was also slanging. I was also slanging you know, shit on the side. But I was, I had a good, I was in a good relationship. I thought I was going forward. 
I was a telecommunication technician. Here I am, finally making my mom a little happier. Look, I'm making something legit. You know, right. I'm kind of getting out of the the so dark negative way, mm-hmm. but not out of it. Not right. out of it. Not quick enough. I'm just kind of like not even, not even trying to get out. I'm just throwing like a blanket over it so they could see the nice blanket from the other crap that I'm doing. Right, right, right. And um, <laughs> and um, but still got caught up in that and and. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck happened? So here I am, this, I was so prideful of this. Like, my pride of my belief system at the time, I tell, I, I explained it to the fellas. I go, you could throw this piece of metal that's my pride to the sun and back, and guess what? It's not going to get hot. It's not going to get scratched. That's how hardcore I believed I was. And in one blink of an eye, the, my pride that steel just became into dust, bro. It was nothing. Yeah, like it, like all my it was beliefs. Like a paper lion. It's like my my yeah. I found that I found that what I believed to be true was not like what the fuck. Yeah, like people are gonna be there in case something happens. No, no, that's mm-hmm. not what happened. Uh, people started going away. Um, what do hey, you get? What What is your final charges with? What does that mean? Forty. 40? He's just letting us know where we're at on time. Oh, okay. Yeah, so what were the final charges? The final charges, it was murder and attempted murder. Damn. Did you did you go through the trial? Or did yeah, you... yeah, it was a month trial, dude. With you, now are you are you in this case with two other crimes? With three one? other ones. So four people are yes. all, and is everybody pretty much fighting the same charge? Yeah, yeah, okay. it, was, it was the same charges. Okay. It, was, it was the same charge, but with different, uh, everybody had like different evidence on each. Gotcha. It was and did you guys have separate attorneys or was one attorney? No, no, it was separate attorneys, separate attorneys. In the end, nobody, wanted, judges weren't willing to take, uh, they were kind of iffy in taking our case because it was so, such, uh, the case was serious. It was so serious, you know, so sensitive to say. Yeah. But the evidence was like scattered through everybody. Each each individual real had, had their, real complex. There you go. That's what I was looking for. And uh, in the end, guess who ended up taking our case? Freaking Judge Ito. That I had Judge Ito. What? Oh, you had he Judge Ito? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a fucking Santa Monica Superior. Yeah? Yeah. So the first prosecutor was, what's your name too? Marsha Clark? Marsha Clark. With no that way. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Damn. When, what year were you busted? Uh, 99. Wow. Yeah. So, wow. So for the first three months, she was just trying to give us death penalty. So she was going, wow. so, Damn. so she was trying to give, because one of the guys was giving a testimony, right? Yeah. And uh, so she was going up with this testimony. We're going to pretty much fry these dudes. And I was like, what? So here I am. Once again, my world flipped. And next thing you know, here's I'm going to court. And here's the person say, oh, you're facing death penalty. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm already, I'm already flipped out in my head of everything that was going on. Sure. I go to court and they're telling me, oh, they're trying to give you death penalty. What the fuck? <laughs> God damn. So, yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, my first, I had a real rough experience. I didn't have no older homies to tell me what the fuck really happens through the system. <laughs> right. Yeah, so. Yeah, because you guys started off your own little hood. Yeah. So it ain't like you got older dudes. Older generations yeah. that have been giving you clutcher the whole time. Mm-mm. He is the vete. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, so, so that happened. And with no support for nobody, it's like, man, he's like. 
It was scary. I ain't gonna lie. It's not like I went in there. Oh fuck! It, I did this. Fuck no, dude. It was fucking scary. What I was facing and everything. The reality of it, you know. Right. Right. And compared to this, uh, according to myself, this hardcore motherfucker that I was, I was. I like, yeah, this shit. <laughs> this shit's scary, dude. It's fuck real. It. it is real shit. It's got real. It just got real. I never anticipated. I learned that. Oh, I learned that about internal pain. I never knew. Internal Ooh. pain. Yeah. Yeah, I never knew it existed. I never heard nobody talk about such internal pain that goes on. And it's like, fuck, man. And to be feared, to be scared like that. It's like, wow. It's like. So it went on for two years and a half. Went to trial. Uh, well, the trial was about a month long. Yeah, that's a long trial still. Yeah, and got found guilty. And when you get everybody. Guilty, no, one of them, the one of the driver was was found not guilty. The driver, yeah, the driver, right? And um, so the other three, the other two, and I, we get sentenced to eighty years to life. Fuck, yeah. fuck, bro, that's a long ass time. And you're like in your <clears throat> early 20, 21, Yeah, 22? by the time I got sentenced, I spent two years and a half. I was already like twenty four. Jesus time. Christ, yeah. that is eighty life. to life. Eighty years at twenty four. What yeah. were they first trying to give you? 25 to life plus life. 80. 25 plus life. Plus right. life plus life. Plus life plus life. Because it was a murder and three attempts. So it's like, how do you figure with those with those numbers, right? Yeah. And it, and those it, numbers, no matter which way you switch them, you're still getting fucked. You're fucked. <laughs> you're through. You're washed you're through, up. You're washed right. up, yeah. What does it feel like when the jury comes back and they're reading it off and you think there might be a chance that they'll say not guilty and then you hear You know it. what? It was fucked up. Because <laughs> did you think, did your attorney have you believing that you had some kind of action? No, or the, that something the was crazy like part, all the attorneys, I was the one with the least evidence and everything that I, like every, I kept on going to court on my own sometimes because they tried to release me because they didn't have shit on me. You know, it was only a testimony. So they gave me all this type of evidence that I fought, hair samples, blood samples, footprints, fingerprints, okay, everything negative, negative, negative. So every time they, it's not like they shot me everything at one time, they'll try one. Yeah. And they, okay, not it or so forth. Then they'll throw me another, to detain me, to keep on holding me. What they wanted to do is pretty much they wanted me to flip me. Because they kept on, three times I was like, probably the only, that I remember I was the only one they offered to, like, hey dude, like, you don't have to go to prison, just get on the stand and go home, you know? Uh, in the beginning of the case, in the middle, and right before trial, like, hey, dude, you don't have to go to prison or nothing. Just get on the stand and go home. That's a lot and, of pressure. And, and I'm like, fuck, I don't know shit. You know, I don't know shit. Here you go, that old lesson of the, right. the code of silence, shut, you right? know? Yeah. The code yeah. of silence yeah. shit. So, yeah. So, that happened. And, yeah, the code of silence got me fucking uh, 80 years to life. Right there. It went all the way. You know, it was that. It took me probably, like, for me to say this now. I think uh, seven years in prison already after that. Like, to say, you know what? I had that coming. You know, fuck it. Before you were ready to, 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 to eat that. Yeah. To take that. Yeah, it's like, fuck it. You know, actually, four years. It was the fourth year, fourth year into prison. I said, fuck, I'm going to die in prison. <laughs> that shit was not cool, you know? But it's that was the fact. It is what it is. That's it. That was the fact. I was in a dying prison. That's the thing. You got to get in that mindset when you're already in there with that, with a lot of time. It's like, this is going to be home. Back then, especially in the 90s. Yeah. Man, that, it was it. They were how, washing everybody out. And it's like, that's the mindset you got to say. Yeah, you're going to die home. in there. I'm home. Yeah, yeah but how, how do you explain that to somebody 
that's not can't hasn't gone in that mindset what is it how can you explain or at least analogize whatever it is to let somebody know like first you go it doesn't even hit you yet for like three or four years right before you finally realize holy fuck i'm not coming out of this thing yeah what does that do in terms of your sense of like your life or your ownership of your life or what your possibilities are how do you how does that feel it's fucking awful, dude. It is awful. All your, all your memories, like your whole life that you had before that moment, it turns just into memories. Fuck. Uh, there, you don't have nobody around. You don't have nothing of that around no more. You don't have your loved ones. You don't have your food. You don't have your house. You don't have... Everything's gone, bro. Everything becomes a memory. Fuck. Everything's just, oh, I remember this. I remember that. And the fucked up part, as you go on doing time, sometimes you start going, fuck, I forgot about that. I forget right. about this. And so forth. You start losing a lot of sense of of what you of what we lived before prison, before our arrest time. But it kind of, like I said, uh, I can't speak for everybody. I'm going to speak for myself on that, that. Like I said, it took me four years to say, you know what? Fuck, I'm going to die in here. And it's not an easy thing to say. You right. Know, or you, I, w- I wasn't even accepting it, but it's like, I'm telling myself from the outside in, like, yeah, Dick, you're going to die in here, you know? I said that. Like, there's a part of me, like, no, they didn't want to, but the reality is that, yeah, we're going to die in here, bro. It's like, fuck. And it took me another three years. So all that time, I'm enraged, bro, because this whole, I felt betrayed by everybody. Sure. You're fucking pissed. Oh, no, I was enraged, bro, like, like. Internally, like every fucking day that I woke up, I wanted to kill everybody that I felt they, they, they felt betrayed for for seven years straight, bro. Every what was the day. greatest betrayal? What was the betrayal that you every, felt? Everybody that honored their their code of "we're gonna be there, we're gonna take care of something for you." So here's a guy turning and nobody's doing anything. Uh, Somebody that says gonna spend the rest of my life with me, at least at least for the meanwhile while I'm fighting the case. No, also, uh, family members didn't even show up. They were pretty much like, "Oh shit!" Like that is like that's heavy shit to get involved and help them in, you know? And, like nothing. And so it's like my parents were around. Don't get me wrong, my parents. You know, they're they're the ones that always gonna stay around. They were the only ones that they were the only ones right there. And um, so it's like fuck, and that's you know, so that goes on. And it took me up to up to my seventh year in prison that I said, you know what? Fuck everybody. I got to stop being like that because it, it fucks you up, dude. It really fucks you up waking up every single day, being in rage, just yeah. wanting to kill somebody or just just hating life, hating everybody else. Not hating life, hating everyone that you just can't get your hands around their necks. Let me ask you something. Yes, sir. Are you taking that rage and anger and are you getting involved in the shit inside there? No, no. I mean, pretty much when you, at the time where you end up in a level, what's it called, a level four in prison? Yeah, you're pretty much slammed down. I get there and I spent like close to five years in, in the in the first one. Is like probably the whole time in total that I came out to the yard was probably what like three, four months. <coughs> it's lockdown, 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 lockdown. Like you hear everybody just getting whack, whacking each other, whacking mm-hmm. the cops, and so forth. So it's like. And to me, it was nothing because I spent two, almost three years in the county. Yeah. So you're indoors. So it was all right, cool. You know, at least over here, I got a TV and shit. <laughs> what, uh, uh, yeah, you can't wait to get to the joint 
after the fucking county. Yeah, well, I never yeah. knew about it, so. Right, yeah, yeah. Did, let me ask you this. Where, what prison did you at? Where'd they send you to? Uh, I, I started out, uh, reception was Teleno, then I ended up in Salinas Valley. Yeah, and Selena's Valley had the record at the time for the most stabbings at the time. And yeah, while I was there, I found out why. <laughs> yeah, it really, it really backed up. It, it's a little, it's <coughs> it lived up to its... Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a reputation, yeah. <coughs> Tell me about, because I always ask this. You're coming on the bus and you're, you're driving into this place. What was going through your head your first time? Heading to prison. I'm like, what the fuck? <coughs> You're tripping out. And, and that's, it's, so, it's a funny story <coughs> to that one. So as we're driving in, uh, Selena's Valley, it opens up its, its big door to the yard with the van to drive in. You know, it's not like it opens up quick. It opens up slow. Yeah. And I'm in my head, I'm like, fuck, like, in my head, I'm like, fuck, I made it. I can't believe I'm right here. And so forth. like, I'm tripping out on what's really, on what's happening, right? Yeah. And there's a kid in the, there's a youngster in the, in the, in the van. And out of nowhere, like everybody's quiet, right? Mm -hmm. You got a few older veteranos. They're probably second, third turn coming out. They don't know, you know, nothing's coming back to the hood. <laughs> and um, here's this kid that out of, it's quiet. So he goes, oh, as the doors open, he goes, oh, look, like Jurassic Park. <laughs> 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 and everybody started laughing. I started laughing. Like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I could never forget that dude saying that shit. I'm like, oh, that's hilarious right there. <laughs> and, but you know what? Yeah, you walk into a yard of freaking dinosaurs. If you're not, if you don't watch your steps in there, you're gonna get eaten up. Yeah. Yeah. So then, how do you get? So it was on your own on the natural that you said like I can't live like this because it, it is eating me up so I've got to come to some kind of terms with what's going on right now uh yes uh pretty much just letting it go like fuck everybody you know stop hitting everybody like oh uh I'm still in here regardless on meeting people on getting to know good people in there and so forth they're, they're, uh, actually in Selena's Valley I met a good a good uh, another person I, go, I call family Robert um he he was he's been he's still in prison man he's been there like 30 something years now mm -hmm. and um that dude's like he was involved in all kinds of but he spent like his first 20 something years just in a level four in shoes and shit so wow. for him having him as a sally and being like and he's level-headed it's not like you see him and oh he's a kid like nah he's just, he was just that hardcore motherfucker and shit right and um but he gave me the run on how to survive the rules how to go about situations and, and things like that and for while well, he was my sally oh even before he was my sally you know he, he took a liking to me he's also from east la from the east la area mm -hmm. and um and he, he gave me the whole rundown and you know what i live by those rules that the dude taught me all that time in there you got you got Kletcher from the right yeah. dude yeah 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 well, yeah yeah for sure for sure for sure and um but also backing up my shit, you know, backing up my shit is like, yeah, you gotta back up your shit, fucker, and shit like that. Like, and and the thing was that that wasn't an issue with me because I did it in the streets for so long. Now I'm just in a new community, right? Right. You just Handling watch. business wasn't no big deal. Yeah, and I never chose to. I mean, you know what? I was the one dude that you know. Yeah, if something cracks off, I'm out there. Personal issues, I come up to your face and let you know, or so forth. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't. Like the race, you know, Raising I go to, yeah, yeah. like right, I, right. I, I never felt because all the crap that I did for so long, I never felt that I had to prove myself. Right, right. You right, wanna, right, you right. wanna try me out? Like, right, right. Come on, let's roll. You know, let's let's go, let's go do this. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it happened a few times, you know, but nothing went to it, nothing went that crazy because they found out that, oh, shit, this was, wasn't fucking around and shit like that, which I'm also glad, you know? Right. But then at some point, you take a further step to changing your look outlook or whatever it was, right? Your mind changed further. How does that come about? When does that start to hit? You're talking about, like, like uh, going to self, like, to groups and so forth. When you take, well, I call it a turning point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Turning yeah. point. I call it. Uh, so this took place around fifteen, sixteen. You were still, we were still in there. Taking, I was seeing him going to programs and so forth, and we were hearing. You've some, been down about fifteen now. Yeah. By that time. Okay. By, by that All point. Right. And you do get tired. You do get tired of the drama because I have uh, the prior prison. I was in. I was. I had like two big old dramas right there. Then in the prison I'm in right there, we were in Folsom. And I had some other personal issues, like just dudes acting like making an issue. They want to get so serious and, you know, like it's really going to crack off. I don't know if their intentions was like to scare me and I was going to roll away or something like that. <laughs> and when that wasn't happening, they're like, okay, never mind, shit like that. So, but when in those moments, I used to get back into, into the rage stage. Right. Like, and they're taking you through your emotions. Yes. Because my things in, since, since I got found guilty, my thing after that, like issues with anybody was this, like before I go hit up or before I go face somebody down or something was like, or even the cops is like, is this going to hurt more than when I lost my family, my loved ones? No, let's go. Right. What do you got to lose? Yeah. Right. This is, right. You're right. Like, this is nothing compared to the, when I lost my family. F you, you know? Yeah. 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 But 15 years in, you're yeah. seeing other guys that you respect and whatnot starting to do something this turning point is coming what was some of the major things that really caused you uh, the drama that i just spoke of uh, living it over and over and over you get tired of that shit dude right like you hear about it but you're like ah whatever whatever but yeah i came to that term to where you know what i'm tired of this bullshit it's man. exhausting it's exhausting for and for what you know right and for what and for what it's like fuck this shit like you know i'll hang i'll hang my issues i hang with the fellas or, so, or whatever it is but you get tired of it. Like, what is it for? And why are we doing this again and again and again? The same thing, same scenario. Like, it's time to get off the hamster wheel. Yeah. There you go. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. And if you have 80 to life or whatever it is that you're facing, how is it then you're able to figure out or get some way that now you're here on the podcast talking outside? You know what? Uh, so I remember I was 10 years in, 10 years in. And I told myself, I believed that by that time I was in Ironwood. And uh, I said, you know what? Regardless that I'm going to die in here, fuck it. Every single day that I wake up, I'm going to be happy as fuck. You made that decision. Yeah. You know, I, I'm going to enjoy my fucking day. I don't care what it is. Wow. that that Now, that took 10 years yeah. to say that. <laughs> to say that. Yeah. And going through all the emotions he went through to finally see that the I end. think it's interesting that he says, I made a decision. Right. I made a decision I was going to be happy. Go yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Ever since then, from that point on, and I still share it with people up to this very present moment with you gentlemen in front of you. Yeah. Every single day I get to wake up, I'm fucking happy as fuck. I'm enjoying this fucking day. Right. To the fullest. And now that I have this opportunity of being out here again, it's like, you know what? And uh, so I've been out here it's about a year now. I've been out for a year now. He's baby fresh. And wow. Did the, did the, did the, when you changed your mindset and decided to make that decision to enjoy life, 
does that in turn at some point in time begin to spark some type of hope? You know what? Hope was always there, but the reality of it was like, fuck, that's not happening, right? Right. So people ask that, you know, like, did you have hope and so forth? Mm-hmm. And it's like, sometimes it's like, well, you know, yes and no. It's like, I wanted to have hope, but the reality will kill it. Mm-hmm. So I think it was in my first week out, second week out, my sister, she had a uh, The Rock. Remember the movie The Rock with Sean Connery? Yeah. Oh, uh, it's just, it was just a little scene that was going on and I was just overhearing it. When when they get captured and they're one, Sean Connery's in the top cell and what's his name um in the bottom cell yeah and, and he tells him hey so all that time and Nicholas Cage is asking him, all that time they were in here how the fuck did you you know what made you keep on going and he stops when he was doing the little rope he's doing the fish line to get out yeah and he stops and he tells him well I was um that the hope he had he was a uh, uh, nurturing nurturing hope I'm like oh shit. That's a good way. That's a good way. Like that. Like that's a good way to explain that now. Like I nurture the hope. You know, hopefully, you know, I, it's like a pet, a kitten. But the end, you put him down, and once in a great while, you pet him down here again. Sure, you know, sure. And keep on going. So I go. That's a good way to explain. Uh, nur- um, yeah, you nurture the hope. Mean like n- not pinning everything on it so that the reality no. kills it right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. It was just a pit right here that you pit once in a yeah. while. Right, right, right. Yeah, it was. It was. It wasn't like oh, I'm putting it over here. Hey, look at my look at my my dog, my cat. Or no, no, it's just something right, right here that right, you right. pit once in a great while. You know. Right. So then, how long were you there when they decided that they were gonna bring you up to the board to see if you? Yeah, yeah. At what point in time do you get a glimpse? Yeah. Even a glimpse of like, was it somebody that you saw paroled? Or when did you get a glimpse that, hey... No, there's some laws changing, uh, you know, as they've been doing the law reformations right here in California. Yeah. So, you know, for the juveniles, they say, okay, finally getting the juveniles out of here. Uh, They're raising it up to, okay, to... What was it? uh, When they raised it to 23 and over, which uh, by that that time I was like... uh, I was uh, like 16 years in. But all this law, three strikes, and it's like it didn't suit me whatsoever for what I was down for. And then they got the senior yeah, act, and they got stuff. the frontal lobe. And, and, nothing, and nothing was for me until they finally made that race to 23 and under before the juveniles. I'm like, huh. 261. Yeah. 261. Meaning, you guys, if you're listening, yeah. what they're talking about is at one point in time, there was a certain age. If you committed the crime before a certain age, say 21, 20. Your frontal lobe wasn't fully developed, and the decisions you were making, you weren't really responsible for, in a sense. And then that got extended out to 23, right? It they, went from 18 to under, and then it went from 23 and under. And now they, and called, they called it diminished capacity. Right. It's youth. fascinating right. because it's akin to right having some sort of mental incapacity like a like um like a you know like an insanity temporary sanity it's akin to that cuz it's diminished capacity meaning you can't form a proper decision to be held legally accountable for by virtue of your age so now and, they have it up to 25 now now it's but, up to 25 but what's odd now. about it, it it's good because it's getting people out and stuff but what's odd about it in a sense is that they weren't thinking like that when they were locking youngsters up. Oh, no, no. Right? No, no. They were just herding them up at a certain point and just throwing them in. Yeah, that, and was, then, that was the law. Throw away, uh, lock them up, throw away the key. That right. I mean, 16 year olds, remember, like, remember, they were like, charge them as adults. Adult, whatever, right, 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 right. And then, 
it's nice to think to a certain extent that maybe science, a little bit of science, you know, sort of informed, but it can't just be that because why, why then are they releasing this pressure valve all of a sudden on 23, 25 and under and acknowledging that? Cause you still might not, I don't know that the diminished capacity would work on the front end of a conviction. Meaning, I don't know that a lawyer could say if a 21-year-old did something, say, well, hold on a second. You guys already recognize diminished capacity, so how are we going to actually convict them? Right, right. Right? So, I don't know. Do you have, Anthony, any thoughts on what else is driving that change in the law? Not really. I mean, the I think it had to do with a lot of the way they were shutting down a lot of the youth authorities. Because if you think about it right now, youth authority is obsolete. Right. And as they were passing those two laws, they were actually getting rid of a lot of the institutions for the youth at the same time. Right. Interesting. Well, it's kind of like, I think what he's saying too is he's trying to, it's kind of like the thing with like the senior act. They came up with the senior act saying, oh, you know, if this guy doesn't have any write-ups, he's been down X amount of time and he's this years old, well, he's not really going to be uh but the reality is like at 60 men start suffering different type of medical things water piss. right and, right and they just I, mean, I think they dressed it up in a way to make it seem moral but in reality they didn't want to foot the bill for any more fucking guys that are over 65 or whatever it is and start kicking them out but okay so then back to at what point in time do do do, do things you know what time at what point in time do they start does that law come down and applies to you? And you find out now it's 23. And so I think, I believe that was in, um, uh, I want to say like 20. I think it was 2015. 15. I think it was 15. 15, 16 around there. Because I went to board on 16. Yeah, and they had just called me up, given an opportunity. I told you right before you left. Yeah, yeah, because they call me down. We have counselors in there, right? How does that news get handed yeah. to you? So the counselor calls me down. I have no knowledge of the, what the news that this is about to give me. He goes, uh, hey, dude, I just need to inform you that, you know, you got a board date in 2023. I got a board date in 2023. you like, they're making a mistake. Yeah, because my regular board was 2072. Uh, dude uh, that's a massive discount <laughs> that's a massive discount your board is 2072 you're like i'm going up when i'm fucking 80 that's know? a fit yeah. they years. tell you okay so what do you say to that i'm like what he was like he goes yeah because he gives me that little rundown i've been knowing about the law but once again i'm not putting my hopes on it because i don't want to get hard you don't get hurt. Yeah, i already yeah. went through that a long time right, ago. Right. i'm not going through this through that pain again he goes, yeah, he gave me the run out because of the law. You heard about it? I go, yeah, okay, okay. Why well, did it apply to you, dude? He goes, here. He just turned on the computer. He goes, you still got your regular board on top, but this is your new, what is it called, YOPD? Yeah. Y- <coughs> YOPD, bless what? you. Thank you. And he goes, yeah, 2023. I'm like, huh. So And I asked him, so you're saying I get to go to board in 2023? He goes, yeah. And I'm cool, chill. Like, all right, taking it in. Like, all right. He goes, that's it. He goes, that's it. Right. And that's about eight years away? At the time, yeah. Sometime, something yeah, around there. Something like that. Around okay. There. So now you're like, okay, I'm going to come up the board in maybe seven, eight years, maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I'm keeping it cool. I'm not, I didn't get excited whatsoever. Right. I did not get excited. No, <laughs> fuck that. Right. 
And uh, you learn to not get excited in there over shit like that. Yeah. So so I go back up to my cell and I'm like, huh? So I take out whatever illegal shit that I might have right there. I go, these fuckers gotta give me fucking opportunity. Let me take this shit out of the cell because any simple shit is like you're getting denied. Yeah. Well, you didn't you didn't get excited, but you also didn't want to fuck shit up. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I didn't get excited, but I wasn't okay. I wasn't that stupid. (laughs) Yeah. So. It went on like that. So as we're going two years later, another Senate bill comes in, uh, 1437 for aiding and abating, if you're, meaning that if you're part of a crime, but you're not the main assailant of the crime, they can, you get to go back to court to see if you get um, resentenced, resentenced. So I applied for it. I go, fuck it, why not, you know? I totally was expecting, like, uh, you know what? You're fully denied. Well, fine. I'm going to board in 2023. I'm tripping. No, three months later, they call me and they said they my, my, the, when I fill out the application for it, I'm like, what the fuck? The form for it. But the law said only for murder. I had a murder and attempted murder. Mm-hmm. So the DA pretty much told my lawyer, like, look, we could resentence them all you want for the, uh, for the murder, but, um, He's still getting stuck for life with the tent, pretty much laughing it out. So my lawyer was like, don't trip. So my case went up to the Supreme Court for who knows how long. Another law kicked in in um, just last year, exactly last year in the beginning in January, where now for the bill, also attempted murder was also included in it. It was just... And as soon as that the year kicked in, my lawyer got him. He goes, bro, they're going to have your case heard in such date in May. I'm like, what the fuck? So this is last year going on happening last year. I'm like, fuck. All right, all right, fuck it, you know. So sure enough, here comes uh, the ending of May. And I just go, hey, you're going to have a hearing. We're going to be like in court and so forth through Zoom. Because you mind me, at the time, is is that whole COVID thing COVID, going right. on. Right. The whole COVID thing going uh, on. Oh, yeah. And um, all right, fine, you know, whatever. So... Two weeks later, we I'm finally in the screen and we're in court. I'm the it's right there in that, uh, downtown LA. Um, my lawyers, the other lawyers from the, from the from one of the other fellas is right there, and it's a six hour hearing right there going on. Uh, long story long story short on that one, they find me suitable. They drop my charges. They drop my charges of uh, murder and attempted murder. They drop them, and they resentence me with uh, assault with a deadly firearm. What a deadly weapon, actually. They gave me the full years on that, which was 12 years. Then they gave me the full years on gang enhancements, which is 10 years. It comes out to a total of 22 years. Mm-hmm. I'm already 23 and a half in. And uh, they're like, all right, pretty much time served. But I get, resent- I get um, resentenced my, my time the following week. So the following week comes around, come back. They get that, uh, everything up. And they're like, okay, 22 years. Uh, you got 23 years. All right, time served. The following week, they just kicked me out. <laughs> Holy yeah. fuck. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And, you uh, didn't even have time to kind of, like, be scared that it wasn't going to happen or anything. They pretty much just packed bro, you up and every, rolled you out. Everybody, because, you know, it's not a secret. It's not everybody seeing me going to the Everybody's, you know, if they ask me, I tell them, this is what's going on. You know, I ain't got nothing to hide. And that was going on. And everybody that I knew, all my buddies and everything in there, they're like, fool, you're gone. You're gone. You're gone. I'm like, ah, that's what they say, bro. (laughs) Right, but you don't, you ain't believing shit. Until you're motherfucking at a mile away from that motherfucker. With a frappuccino in your hand. A few of the fellas that were around us, um, on the day they're paroling ass lifers, when they finally got, and they got found suitable in board. 
that day they're getting out, they hold them back and bring out some stupid reason why to hold them back. <sighs> dude, I seen this dude with his face and I'm feeling this shit. Right. So I seen that a couple of times and it's like, that's fuck, fuck up, that. You're fucking with somebody's mind so fucked up, dude, that he's happy. He's about to walk out knowing that at some point he was never going to walk out. Oh, cool. And he was found suitable by the board and so forth. And like, hey, he can't leave. He had to go back in. So I seen that wow. firsthand. So I'm like, fuck that. I ain't going through that right, shit. Right. Fuck you. Right. Man. Fuck you. Right. And um, I didn't believe it until that Thursday before. I got released on a Monday. On the Thursday before, I was like, they call me in. I know that protocol because I work for the hospital there. Okay. So I see everybody that comes in when they're paroling, they have to come in to get their medical records or whatever. Right, right, right. Uh, medical, get them ready to. So, so when they get, I know that process. So here I am in that process. Right. And one of the nurses is like, oh, congratulations. They're like, for what? They're like, oh, you're paroling. He goes, you could see that right there? He goes, yeah. He goes, look, you're paroling on Monday. When he told me that and showed it to me, I got nauseated. I wanted to throw up right there. Like, Ugh. Fuck, bro. <laughs> How long at this point in time have you been down? 23, 23 and a half, yeah. 23 and a half. Yeah, so I was like, fuck. Like, oh, shit, this shit got real, you know? It, talk about, talk about uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You're on a level two yard at this point? Yeah, I'm on a level two yard right there. Tell me about after you walk <laughs> out of there, that's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Tell me about that. No, the, the, my stupid ass got into it with somebody in the yard on a oh. Friday, that, the, the next day. <laughs> And um, nah, no, we didn't get into it. nothing serious. It, it, it could have became that, but you know, luckily the other person is like pretty much backed off. But as I'm doing this, I reacted. As soon as I opened my mouth up, because you remember how I used to be always opening my fucking mouth up. I wouldn't, I wouldn't back down. Like I'll follow through. Right. And uh, as soon as I did that in my head, I'm like, what the fuck did you just doing? do, dude? Yeah. What the fuck? So now I'm in public. I'm in front of everybody's getting you know looking up too and shit. So I'm like. Oh, you're a dumbass, dude. <laughs> you're don't a fuck, fuck this up. So, so luckily, my blessing was this other dude didn't want none, you know? Right. So right. I was like, oh, fuck, man. What a dumbass. Thank you. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Can you even sleep knowing that you're going <laughs> home in two days? You know what? Bless you, sir. Thank you. And um, I try to stay mentally to say, like, you know, fuck that until I'm out. Until right. I'm right. Until I'm out. Fuck that. Fuck that. Like, I had to. <sighs> it's like. I had to keep on fighting myself where, like, <laughs> like don't go. Don't fall for it, dude. Right, they, right, I'm right. like, well, yeah, they could pull you back right, in. Right. Man. Remember what happened to home? They're like, oh, it sent me back down. Like, shit, no shit, right? right? So during the whole process, it's like a three-stage process right there, right? Like R&R, &R, then in the middle, then to get your money. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So so the middle part, so in R&R, &R, I'm right there sitting down, like, Waiting for it. Hey, Cervantes, uh, we you got, got your something. property and shit in there. Uh, yeah, I got my box right there. <laughs> like, hey, hey, Cervantes, uh, you can't leave. I'm waiting for that to come down. And now I was gonna be like, all right, let's roll. Like I was expecting for them to pull that shit away from me. You know? Right, you're and not give them the satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not good, dude. Right. Nah, so I'd be like, hey, fuck you, let's roll. You know, fuck yeah. It. I still got my cell open. Let's roll. All right. You know, um, so that was an R and R. So here goes the second section and shit. Waiting in the rotunda of the facility, <sighs> right. right there, what the castle is and shit. All right. And I'm still right there waiting because they have you waiting for, you know, a, a, they quite a while. there for a while. Yeah, right? yeah, I was there for a Sweating. while. Sweating. I night. felt like at the, when they were, when I was releasing on my second term, when, when I'm waiting and they keep you waiting in the second one, in my head I go, they're combing through all my shit 
to make sure there ain't nothing they can refile on me for. That's what I'm thinking in my head. They're running my records, running my records, running my records. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Seeing what can we keep them in for. Go on. Yeah, and, and I'm seeing some of the staff coming in now because it's, it's early in the morning. And I know I've been there for for a while and I work for a lot of the staff right there. So it's like, and like, oh, hey, buddy, congratulations. But all that time that I'm there, I'm still waiting for these fuckers to say, hey, you got to go back in. We can't release you. All right, cool, fine. Let's roll. So finally, the time comes. They actually get us out of the cage. Hey, we're gonna put you in the van. Go get your across the street. Get your money. Then put you in the van and go. And like, so now it got real when you actually walk out of that facility. You're like, oh shit. Like, oh fuck, fuck. Like, okay, okay. Like, it's my first time after so long walking like out of the out of the, out of the premises. You know, what does that feel like? Jesus. It was weird. It it was it was fucking weird because it's like, how the fuck am I outside of this walls with no handcuffs on or shit? Like, right. just shackled the. Like it, it's it was protocol. Like I'm gonna go to the doctor. I'm, pretty much that's how we go out for a medical if if you need to. So it's like, and I got out for I I I got in, I got real bad in this where I was going to medical so long. So every time I come out, I have to be shackled up. It's like, all right, cool. I don't mind the ride. So it's like, come on, let's get shackled up. Let's get shackled up. So here I am walking out of the damn facility with no shackles. I'm like, what the fuck, like. Like, hey, can you give me some handcuffs or something right here so right. I can walk out so it's like, normal. normal right, yeah. right? Yeah. so that doesn't happen we get in the van give us their money they make the first stop over there by the parking lot okay because some of the other fellas are going to the bus stop but I have my, I have my sister and my niece waiting for me and I get off and it's like oh shit like this is really happening yeah 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 so it was nice it was, it was a cool little thing that happened right there and um, and uh, we go to more, my sister's car and I'm in the car and I'm feeling weird as fuck. Like, I'm in the car. Like, like my ankles keep on moving because I've never been in a vehicle for over half of my life without handcuffs. <sighs> so it's like, damn, it's like, shit. Like, like I think the whole damn trip, I kept on moving my ankles. Like, damn, like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was a trip. It was nice. It was really, really Steve, cool. Steve, Big Lux always says that when, like, he's going, like, when he's leaving and he sees the thing getting smaller and smaller. What? How does that go? You feel this weight. Yeah, I felt the weight off as I'm looking at the prison mm -hmm. get smaller. I could feel like the tension because I, I, my experience was that the moment I got sentenced and got pulled into the holding cell in the courthouse, from that moment until the moment I was out of the prison, really out of the prison, there's a there's a level of tension that that you have to have. You know what I'm saying? Like you're uh, you're on. You know you're you're. You're posturing, you're trying, you're, you're and you can't let that go the whole time you're there until, you know what I'm saying? For me, once I seen that shit in the distance and we were driving off, I felt like a level of that tension uh, kind of dissipate or fall yeah, off. I was, I was, I don't know, it was, it was like in awe for me. Like, I was right. in awe. Like, still, fuck, like, I mean, it's a lot longer. It's because now 23 years. I mean, that's. And uh, also, he, th I mean, he, he basically had like, Two thirds of the time, he we didn't think he was going to be getting out, no. chopped off all of a sudden. Done yeah, fast. And, and not only that, like for example, what I, he, I mean, homeboy did twenty eight and shit, right, right. And uh, but he went to board, got found suitable. So when you get found suitable, it's like you you have your plan to get out for what two three months something. How long did you wait? Like two months, no more than that. Uh, to get one to, to get released board? after after board. You got a 120 for the board to figure it out, and then you get 30 days for the governor to sign it. So, right. So now he has that time to figure out what he, you know, acclimate. Probably, 
probably what he wants to eat outside, you know? Right. Did you uh, know what you were going to eat? Fuck no, dude. I got kicked out, dude. <laughs> yeah, you got did thrown you, out. But I mean, I what did you do? Stop at AM, PM, and grab a fucking big gulp. Fuck it up at AM, PM. Whatever. I don't know. I ended up going, what did you do? Moons over Miami? We went to IHOP or one of those two. You did? Yeah, it stopped. But but it's not something I wanted or something. Right. I just accepted it because it is because I had no freaking plan. What I want to eat, what I want to wear, because I just got kicked the fuck out of prison. Yeah. I didn't get walked out. I just like, get the fuck out. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, so. And they just, it's like, hey, 23 years, figure it out. And what's the next thing, what's the next thing you ask? Um, there's a couple things I want to ask you. <laughs> I was going to ask you what was the first thing that you eat that you really wanted to have. Yeah. You know what? I wait. Oh, man. I'm going to put this in those words. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking about food, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not pussy. I mean, excuse me. I mean, that's on that the is, fucking. That's already that makes up. total sense. Right, you right, can't right. live on long yeah, arm yeah, yeah. fucking <laughs> books for yeah, for yeah, twenty yeah. years. So yeah, yeah food wise. Yeah. About food. So the one that I actually started thinking about was this. There's this restaurant over there, in Bel- I think it's Bell Gardens. They have this uh, shrimp cocktail, but they serve it to you warm. It's warm. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, <laughs> but it's freaking bomb, dude. Let me tell you, I've been eating there since I was a little kid. That's that's probably one of the main things that I crave since since all the time that I was. Cocktail. But the fucked up part was when I got out, I came out with this. I had this uh, autoimmune disease that I came out with, like three years that I went through. It was literally like I was literally dying in there before I even got out. Fuck. God damn. So that took. Uh, so long story on that, it takes uh, my immune system attacks my skin. Right. From inside out. Right. Yeah, and I had 46% of my skin missing. Like, I was pretty much... Yeah, it was a, it was a thing where I was already, like, ready to... Died. Yeah, I, I almost called it quits in there. Like, I was pretty much dying in there. I, I was Fuck. I was there. It was, like, one of those nights in there, I was like, Fuck, I could just close my eyes in that and call it quits. Like, I wasn't even... Once again, here goes the ascension everywhere. It wasn't even scary, bro. It was like, it was like Fuck, that this is not even scary right here. Like, I could just close my eyes and that's it. But oh, okay, so not coming back out. I'm still, I'm still going through it. Like some of the stuff that she is because, because of that. And um, uh, but I, I had my skin missing also in my gums, and my and my palate and the side of my inside of uh, the cheeks. Oh, so I can't eat a lot of stuff. God damn! Fuck. When I was real so. bad, when I was real bad in there, drinking water was like drinking acid, bro. Fire. It was yeah, it was crazy. So oh, I, I couldn't go eat what I wanted at that cocktail. Right, Because right, uh, tomatoes, acids, or anything. Oh, shrimp it cocktail would be like eating glass. Yeah, oh, yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, you could, yeah. Yeah, so I held that. That happened probably like, I don't know, like six months later when I got a little bit more healed in my mouth. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go try this out. And yeah, it worked out. I was like, oh, man, I've been wanting to eat this for a long time. So yeah, that was it for that one right there. Let me ask you, with the first time you took a shower at yeah, the Yeah, here we go. Oh. Did you take a shower with your boxers on? And no, 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 no. <laughs> really? No? No, but but I did have to get some shower shoes on. Yeah. <laughs> you went into the shower with the shower yeah, shoes I was like, on. I, was like, I told my sister, hey, I gotta, I, actually, I, I, before we even got to replace it, I had to get some shower shoes because it was in my head already. Like, I don't want to be, be weird there. And it's like, I don't want to step in. Can I go get some shower shoes? Uh, like, let me just buy them now. On the way. So you went into the into the shower and put shower shoes yeah, on. To go yeah, take yeah, a shower. yeah. What about, what about, what about outside? What about, what was something in nature in this last year, let's say, or whatever, that you 
came to like fully appreciate because you had been removed away from that bro uh back to the thing of 10 of uh, when i was 10 years in every single day that i get to wake up appreciate it i hear people like uh, during the winter that it just passed or so forth like gloomy cloudy days rainy days and feel like oh it's fucking cloudy oh it's fucking <laughs> it's fucking raining and what i'm seeing is fucking beautiful i, well, I don't know about you but it's a fucking beautiful day bro right <laughs> Up to this day, when it's hot, oh, it's too hot. It's like, what the fuck is bad, dude? I don't know. <laughs> that is interesting. I mean, I would think that for the average person that's out there that hasn't been in any kind of deprivation to learn the value of what they have, most people just don't. I mean, that's the, that's that's America 2023 is we got so much shit and we don't appreciate any of it. I, what, think, what, what it, I think what it is, like for us who have done a lot of time, we show a lot more appreciation for the things that we missed out on or took for granted. Let's put it that way. We took yes. for granted a lot of the stuff that everybody else had got to experience. Right. So for this, our second chance, we just take advantage of it and just enjoy it. It's like, yeah, this is a beautiful freaking day. This, like, you could walk down in the ghetto and all that stuff. Man, this is a beautiful place. Sure. Because you, right. this was not supposed to happen. Thinking right. about that. Yeah. And everything, is, everything is icing. Yes. But it is also perspective. I mean, it is. Absolutely. I mean, it's a choice. You yeah. can look at, like, the ghetto or the street or traffic. You can look at traffic and decide it doesn't have to be ugly. It, it, it doesn't, but like he said, it's because we had that experience of everything in the world got taken away. Right. But because of us, you know, because our art, because what we did. Right. But it, the reality is, yeah, everything in the world got taken away. Even I, the stars, bro. Because <laughs> at some point when you start your time, you're not able to come out at night. Night yard. No night yard. You don't see stars. You don't see stars. Yeah. So even that. What about this? Now, I'm going to ask this, and I'm just asking it with respect. So if it's not, if it's not, if the question's off point or whatever, let me know. But I'm just going to the both of you. In having that much time inside, do you guys ever concern, or is there a possibility that there are some things that you can't appreciate? Or that, maybe, yeah, we're stunted, or something was numbed out that you think maybe affects you, or not at all? I'm gonna say I'm not affected by anything. I take pride. I I take joy in everything. I literally do. Yeah, I, bro. Okay, so I go out to the desert where there's like there's nothing out there. Yeah, there's nothing out there in El Central. There's nothing. I mean, there's this desert and right. farmlands and all that stuff. Right. And I was playing pool with a buddy of mine, and there was some girls there, and they were talking, and they're like, "Man, it sucks out here. It's ugly out here." And I'm like, I'm "Like, no, it's actually kind of beautiful." And they're like, "What the hell?" Yeah. What's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. And I go, you don't understand. You don't get it. I go, there's some beauty out here. I go, but that's my perspective. I, I got to appreciate everything. I literally do. I have to. For the simple fact that, like I said, I was ungrateful. Um, I didn't. I didn't take. I didn't take the time to experience every the small things and the big things in life. Yeah. And find gratitude in it and now i do i just have to i have to bro because <laughs> I mean, like i said it's like the waking up just being happy right to have this experience because i for both it wasn't supposed to happen it wasn't it was never supposed to happen right and, and like you just fin and like you just finished saying you know the appreciation of what we lost and so forth we were such scumbags that we did whatever we had to do that we even gave up our loved ones 
how bad is that we chose something else over our loved ones right that's right so now getting them back is like damn did, did are your parents are they still alive yes yes i was, I was blessed to see wow to see dude, them that's again. that's yeah. great how yeah. happy were they oh my god <laughs> yeah they were really real happy yeah, yeah for sure for sure and um and your and your siblings también oh yeah yeah even even the youngest one my my, my youngest sister she's like the like the cold-hearted of all of us mm -hmm. and, and i remember <laughs> right so she's like like she's but i don't say it in a bad way it's like sure. the way she sees life like she'll tell you something straight out but not to be mean but it was rude you know but real but real and it's like jazz what the fuck she's like yeah like, like like she's not being conscious she's being rude like she's not conscious of her actions so she, she don't she, she don't show that much emotion either yeah she but you know what she was one of the hardest ones that every time they went to go see me she was always happy to see me so that was cool always cool and um so she sees me that first day when I get back home and I, she gives me a cool little hug, right? Like, oh, cool, cool, cool. Once again, because she's holding her emotion. You know, she don't show emotions. She walks away, you know, and it's like, I'm cool with that. I'm fine with it because I know that's the way she is. Right. And like in the split of a second, she just turns around and rushes me. Like, <sighs> gives you another hug. Yeah. So it's like, oh, shit. Come here. You know? Yeah. So that was nice. That was real nice. That is nice. Damn, dude. That's love. Yeah. Wow, man. Man, I'm happy. Hey, for grateful you. man Thank that that thinking. his family, that is that his mother and father are alive and his siblings. You know? Yeah. A lot yeah. of times you and, get in these situations, and no, that's not the case, bro. No, there's plenty of my bros in there that, that, that gone through that, you know. Yeah. And, and with with their kids, yeah, uh, sure. children oh, that yeah passed away. You know, that's awful for anyone. Awful. Um, their parents, uh, um, their wives. I seen them all. I seen all that pain in people. It's like fuck. That was the other thing that about oh, every single day in there. It's like for that news to come by, like hey, such loved one passed away. Right. It's like exactly. and every single day you just like you don't want to get called into the office for that. Right. But it's but you also have to be kind of like expecting it, even though you don't want it. Sure. So that that part actually sucked all that time in there. Every single day going going through it, they, they might call you in for that. Right. Yeah. So that that's it's part. It's part of what goes on in there. It's yeah. Part of yeah. the deal. And I and like I said, I seen it in many of the fellas in there. And man, I it was awful. You know. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. Damn, you guys. That was a great story, man. Couple miracles, right? Yeah. <laughs> you weren't lying, bro. This is my brother. Man. Yeah. I'm dude. Glad to see him home, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, he wasn't. He was tough right there. Like, what was it? Like three years before before I even got out. Yeah. yeah, so all that time, so he stepped out, he was always, always tough with me in there, too, keeping in touch, keeping me alive and shit. Like, hey, we're out here with whatever you need and so forth. Yeah, so that that's, remember how in the beginning I said everything was gone? Yeah. And all of a sudden, there's just to have one single person there that's tough Looking out. that you could rely on. And they're not expecting nothing financial or nothing, like, like just the words that you know, those are true words right there. Right. Following right. through. Following yeah. Through. Yeah. Man, dude. Incredible. Ivaldo. Ivaldo. Bold, yeah, bold mind. Bold mind. <laughs> bold mind, yes. Fuck, man. Yeah, fantastic, bro. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, man, I'm just so glad you came in. I'm so glad you suggested. It's an honor, man, to hear your no, story. No, thank you, fellas. It, it's, it's really cool. He, he recommended you. He, he, he was telling me his experience, though. Once again, he's telling me his experience. like, mm -hmm. yeah, sure. Without a doubt, you know, because right, it's coming right, from right, him. Right, 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 right. Let's go check it out. Yeah, why not? Let's yeah. See what it's yeah. About. 
damn. Yeah. This is my first time, like, you know, I've been about, I learned, I hearing about podcasts, but it's just like, okay, let's go experience one. Let's, yeah. Let's see what it's my, you it's, might come back and experience another one, too. <laughs> you know? Right. Good. Yeah. You yeah. come by here anytime. Oh, no, awesome. That was, you stop cool. in. Cool. Keep us updated. That's what we do with Anthony, right? Yeah. yeah. We come okay. in, man. We talk, chop it up and. Maybe new revelations come to you, and I want to know what's going every, on. Every man. single day, bro. Every single day. <coughs> every single day is a new revelation, a new experience, a new enjoyment. You know. Today, since the morning I woke up, I was in San Bernardino Mountains hiking up there and so forth. Yeah. Drive back to to freaking Wilmington, get ready, took a ride, picked up my bro, and now we're right here. You know. That's it. That's how we do it. That's yeah. how you do it, bro. You gotta live now. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure, man. That's right. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Both of you guys. Yeah. Coming no, thank, in, man. Thank, thank you all. Thank you all for inviting me, for having us here. Yeah, man, this is powerful. This is stuff that we, we need to talk about, man. These are important conversations. And our listeners, man, there's a lot of people out there that maybe are on the on the fence with things. Or and just, that's, the other, that's the other thing, too, right there. And we just finished saying, like, I know what he's doing, his work. Is to help people, and I'm getting in the, I'm getting involved. You know, I'm not officially there, but every time I bump into somebody, how can I help you and so forth? Uh, I get involved with the homeboys industry. They're sure. they're, they're real cool and helping people getting off the streets, coming out of prison. And now that I had that experience with them helping me out so much when I first got out. I want to get on the front like what do you need bro what right. do you need, what do you need? Uh, you, let's get you going you know right don't but, don't worry start enjoying life no. but also your story man can help a lot of people learn how to enjoy their life or be grateful for what they got or yeah. nourish that sense in them you don't necessarily have to go through what you went through no, to no. get the lesson that you can carry to people to say hey it's an overcast day clouds are beautiful yeah <laughs> I, I think it my perspective when to come to that you first have to take stop making excuses yeah stop making any fucking excuses. as soon as you say but or stop and start taking full responsibility for everything wow from your past from what you've done for whatever full responsibility bro and when you accept that for yourself guess what you honor yourself and you know not to do such things again you know how turn it around you know what i took so much away because all this scumbag stuff i did let me give it back let me give some positive back let me help but the first things first taking full responsibility there it is there there it is there words of wisdom words wise words well anthony Ruello, thank you for coming on the show thank you for sharing your story man it inspired you. me and yeah me too you know this is what the pot this is what this podcast is about in many right. ways you know these types of stories man of uh god man trials and tribulations and getting past it and, and here we are today man good shit yeah thank you for coming in guys no, thank, thank you, you man thank you uh <clears throat> You know my law firm. It's Ovando Bowen LLP. We wear braids to court. Let the tomahawks fly. Best legal representation money can buy. Oh, Blue Eyes, what you got? I got www.hardluckshow.com. I also have amplified.com. Go over there, search for the Hard Luck Show. We got some stuff up there for you. Uh, we got the LA Crime mixtape. We got Art of War. Proto audiobooks. episodes. We got the proto episodes for free. Yeah. So go check it out. 
Yeah. 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 Mike, big pick Mike, throw pitch. DJ Ice Cream. Ice Cream. <laughs> Just wanted to shout out to say be thankful for what you got. Yeah. Stories, it's inspiring, man, because I know going through trials and tribulations of life will challenge you, but also to when you're going through hard times, you just got to stand up and be responsible for yourself. When you're going through yeah. hard times, listen to the hard luck show. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say Damn it. I thought you were going to say when you're going through hard times, get wanna, soft serve. Yeah, yeah, when you're going through hard times, get soft serve ice cream. Right, exactly. I thought you were going to say. I want to give a, uh, a thanks again uh, to Evaldo yeah. and to Anthony for bringing him in. Just a, a yeah. couple class, classy guys, man. Class acts, man. Grateful to have you guys out here. Grateful to have you guys, you miracles, out here on the street today, man. It's a blessing. So yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, I want to give a shout out to everybody. Uh, everybody over at Cookies, Burner, Vibes, Clothing, Soul Assassins, Estevan Oreo. Big shout out. My kids. Yeah. Um, www.supermaxhardware.com. Peep us out. And uh, like I said, always check in on the Hard Luck Show on Mondays. We're here. For now, we're out of here. Peace. Yeah. yeah.